Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Show. Morning, everybody. Not only is it hump day, it's also Ash Wednesday, mm-hmm. the very first day of Lent. Yes, indeed. You going to give something up, Steve? You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, there is a uh, Jesuit priest named James Martin, Father James, and he said rather than giving something up this year because it Mm -hmm. feels like, you know, Lent started last March, (laughs) um, he said um, a lot of people have had to have given up their health, their financial security, seeing family and friends. How about a new Lenten practice? Hmm. He just says, let's give up negativity. Oh, be that's kind. lovely. Don't be a jerk. Honor the absent. Basically, don't talk behind people's backs. And oh. always give people the benefit of the doubt. That's what he wants you to do. This is great. I kind of like it, good. too. I, like I have, it. Um, I've long heard people doing sort of derivatives of that, which is instead of giving something up, taking something on which naturally if you add something into your life you're naturally fasting something else right you're you're eliminating something else addition by subtraction or subtraction by addition i don't know i was told there would be no math it's kind of like with diets (laughs) you know when they just say don't worry about retooling your entire diet just add more vegetables in just eat a couple more of those a day or just cut out carbs Yes. And so, yeah, kind of something yeah. like that. And if you are getting ashes today... What are they doing? Drive? Are they shooting the ash onto your forehead? <laughs> What's happening now? They're just doing stickers. <laughs> um, no, they are... It looks like they are... Okay, here's the letter. Hold on. This is Did you get a letter from the Catholic or Anglican Church? Coming from the Vatican. From the Vatican? Yes. Um, The priest is going to say the prayer for the blessing of the ashes. He will sprinkle the ashes with holy water without saying anything. Then he's going to address all those who are present Hmm. um, and only say the, uh, the formula once, as it appears in the Roman Missal. Applying it to all. So he'll say that, you know, repent, believe in the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're just joining us, this is not a religious station. <laughs> <laughs> this is your first time flipping yeah, by. Right, exactly. Today's first reading comes from the book of Romans. Uh, the priest will cleanse his hands, put on a face mask, and distribute the ashes to those who come to him. But he's going to sprinkle them on your head. Oh. Not your forehead. Sure. Sprinkle on your head. You know, was it on this? Were we talking about uh, uh, communion? 
in in the era of COVID? Like, are you all drinking out of the same wine cup and all of that? Yeah, we we talked we, about that this week. We dabbled. Um, there is uh, there are some churches that it's almost like they were ahead of COVID. Now it rubs some people, I think, the wrong way because people, you know, get baked into their tradition, and if anything changes from that, mm-hmm. it's like, oh no, this is sacrilegious. It's where they at, at bigger churches will pass out to you. You take a little cup mm-hmm. that comes down the oh, aisle, like a little Dixie cup. No, think like a little tiny, tiny plastic cup, tiny okay. or like a shot sure. of a shot. Okay, shot glass of a shot glass. Yeah. And on the top of that little plastic cup is a plastic wrapping that you peel back, and there's a little piece of bread in there. And then that that there's a layer beneath that. No kidding. There's a layer beneath that Ooh. that peels back so like that then cake. you can have access to the grape juice. Sorry, Donna. Check ahead of time if you're going there. Ma'am, is this your first time? I heard you had a great cab. Wait it's grape second. juice at some churches. So, but they do it all there, and it's self-contained. So you're not doing so. As we talk about, you know, it's Ash Wednesday, and how are they going to do it? Are they going to touch your forehead or not? If you're getting ashes on, uh, some other churches have been, I think, ahead of the curve in terms of how do we minimize germs. So wait a second. Mm-hmm. So everybody gets an individual little cup. You Correct. Get a cup. You get a everybody cup. Everybody gets a cup. <laughs> you get a cup. And then they come back. The ushers walk back down the aisle. That's a and then lot of prep. They collect it, but they are, I think that you can buy them. There's probably, I'm sure there's some mega church like Amazon site where it's like, do you need mass communion stuff? Great. We've got it here. Oh, sure. And so it's, yeah, it's really weird. So then the ushers just pass it down and everybody takes one of their little self-contained cups, pieces of bread, the whole thing. And wow. then afterward, huh. then, uh, you know, you go through the process of communion. The priest does all the stuff. The pastor does the stuff. And then you pass them back and they like recycle them in little, little baskets. It's very interesting. Is this how they do it at your church? This is how they do it at several churches that I've been to. and I. But I also grew up in an Episcopal church where it was... You know, you're drinking wine at the age of 12 or whenever whenever you get confirmed. Interesting. And then you're all doing it from the same thing. And then the deacon. All right, let's wrap up church talk right, here. But okay. the deacon um, <laughs> would finish the the wine as well because they, <laughs> yep. they had a belief system about that. And so they finished the wine. Huh. They do that in uh, Catholic church, too. They combine yeah. all of the, the yes. chalices and, and then the priest... Just downs it. it. Sometimes yeah. they're like glug, 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 and you're like, he's ripped by the De- end of church. <laughs> Depending on how many people came to church that day, they could have to house a lot of this red blend that they're working with. Yeah. <laughs> oh my red God, blend. that's so yeah. funny. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. Okay. All of the different expressions. There are many within the same faith, and it's fascinating. Yeah. Do you guys have to go to confession? No. Oh, that's good. No. That's good. <laughs> I think Just, I've, I've gone twice in my life. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah I've never done, never done that. Well, then I felt bad because I got divorced, and then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, am I not welcome in the church? I didn't, you just... Oh, goodness, you're welcome. And then her. it's like, but can I, ha- can I take communion? I don't know. Yes. And do I need to go to confession first? Oh, I geez. mean, it's just a, a whole thing. Anyway, happy Ash Wednesday. <laughs> uh, it's also National Random Act of Kindness Day. Oh. So for Facebook, we'll see how we do today, Steve. Oh, cool. I'm glad that you took the reins. I've thrown out a couple of duds. It's okay. It happens. Um, I would like to know what's the last nice thing that somebody did for you. Mm. Would that be fun? That is nice. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Donna. All right. 
Oh, you know what? Let me <laughs> let me bring up something nice that somebody did for me right now. Okay. And we have to do it now because by the time we get to this later, Dawn's going to be gone. Earl. Dawn made me a smorgasbord of baked goods for a Christmas present. Aww. Including, and she also got books for my children. Oh, sweet. On? Oh, well, those were MC's books. I just passed those on. We dug through his. Well, they're ours now. Yes, he wrote. Yes. They're ours now. MC wrote these children's books. Which yes. we now. That's wonderful. Have multiple of those. On top of that, she gets me this baked good thing, this like smorgasbord, a sampler, and it goes missing. I, I get the presents right before an episode of Twin Cities Live before Christmas, and then it goes off to this side table, and then it's gone. It's where did it go? And then I'm asking people, do you know where this went? There were things here for me. We find them all. We get them. We get the books. We get the baked goods. It includes biscotti. Your favorite. With frosted mini wheats on top, which is a callback to the fact that <laughs> Kelly Hansen Got for me after I surprised her with a Reba McIntyre, real life Reba called her live on the show. Kelly then got me a present, which was like seven total boxes of mini wheats. No celebrity cameo. I wasn't talking with anyone live. I one time in passing said Frosted Mini Wheats are my favorite cereal. Yes, you said it on on this show too. So I. And then Kelly gets me seven boxes of it. And then Dawn makes me biscotti with Frosted Mini Wheats. With my Let own me... caramel that I do you know that I took a knife and I cut off the back end <laughs> Did you of the really? frosted mini wheat oh to glue gosh. the little wow. It must have shredded everywhere. There must have been little shards. It was, it was a mess. That's okay. Oh my gosh. I, I hope they were good because I don't know if I t- ended up tasting those. Let me tell you, when they when they were lost and then tracked down, everything that I tasted was still great and is a kudos to Dawn as the baker that she is. So that's a random act of kindness. Really nice that Dawn did for me. All right, enough of that. All right, we got to go. We got to get to some hard-hitting news. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Um, Birds don't pee. I'll tell you what actually happens with their little tiny bird bodies. Oh, I think I know this. And uh, the next time that we're going to have a full moon on Friday the 13th. We had one recently. I think we had one in 2020. Uh, I will tell you the next time that we're going to have it. I don't know if any of us are going to be around to enjoy it. That and other dumb things you don't need to know, but you'll be happy that you did next on My Talk. Hey, Steve. Hey, Donna. We should give a quick thank you to Chill Boys for supporting the Donna and Steve podcast. Oh, we have got love for Chill Boys. It's a Minnesota-based company. They offer the best men's underwear that I have ever put on my body. Yes. uh, Uh, Boxers and briefs for men, that's true, but women love wearing them, too. I actually put on a pair of boxers this weekend while cleaning the house. Ah. I could not believe how cool they felt, like continuously cool. So here's what's happening with all of that. It's the fabric. They use super soft bamboo fabric. We're part pandas now. So you can keep the boys cool and dry. It's softer than cotton, I'm telling you. And if you're really active, helps fight odors as well. Yep. It is game-changing. Covered, Donna, this is real life. It's I soft, know, it's I'm cool, sorry. you'll love them. And hey, ladies, ladies, try them for yourself or get some for your guy. There's perks for both of you. Check them out at chillboys.com. Chillboys.com. Truly an amazing product from a great local company right here in Minnesota. Chill Boys. Comfort where it counts. All right. Back to work. Hey, birds don't pee. All of their waste. Comes out of one thing, right? Well, it leaves as poo. 
which then you know ends up on your windshield. But the point is, birds don't pee. A bird would never say, "I got to take a leak. Can we pull over?" Well, or it kind of is. Stop on that branch. Like it's. It's a combo platter. <laughs> a poo-poo platter, as it were. Why the white? Because mm, they eat things that are white. I don't I think like they that do. You're not very confident about that answer. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about it that okay. seems... <laughs> well, I'm thinking, so they eat worms, right? What else do birds eat? Birds, birds are, feed? Or worms aren't white. Worms yeah, are... V- no, I know. I have eyes. Worms <laughs> aren't white. They're kind of opaque. They're, they kind no. of have a little... Ugh, worms are disgusting. There's Google a worm right now. It's going to come up as like a brown, to. earth-toned earthworm. Well, maybe that's when you digest it and it mixes with the bird's acids in their stomach. It turns white. That's what I'm going with. If I had a kid who was asking me these questions, this is how I would BS my way out of it. It says that oh, yeah. kidneys extract nitrogen nitrogenous waste from the bloodstream like other animals do but instead of releasing it as urea dissolved in urine birds excrete it in the form of uric acid and Ah. it comes out as a white sort of goo see that i have the acid biochemical reactions guess what i know things i don't know if we're chalking that up as a win for you or not donna (laughs) i mean i know now you're suddenly sounding confident like yeah yeah that's exactly what i said right (laughs) i don't know about all that i know i did say maybe um, okay, that's interesting. I wonder if that's true for all birds, like ducks. I wonder. And I think all birds, like chickens, have vents. Or is a vent where the egg comes out of? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is a vent, does a bird have a vent? What about a male bird? Do they have the same pee situation? Boy birds and girl birds. I would assume. We can and do ask you think... my sister about chickens yeah. if you ever want to. Oh, yeah, she's oh, a chicken farmer. She, Elizabeth, too. Why are we asking Elizabeth this? Elizabeth That's, taught geez. me about vents a while ago. <laughs> that doesn't sound great. Yeah. You think worms lay around and say, man, we were almost snakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's very Mitch Hedberg of you. It is. <laughs> exactly uh, what I thought. Don't say Mitch Hedberg to me. You know, I started start looking in- up punchlines. Oh, I love it. I don't trust that Mr. Pitt. Dude didn't even get his degree. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. That's a joke. That's funny. Um, okay, so the next time that there is going to be a full moon on Friday the 13th will be in August of 2049. No way, really? I think we really did just have one in 2020. It felt like the most 2020 mm-hmm. thing. Are you mm-hmm. kidding? We got a Friday the 13th and a full moon. Hungry like mm-hmm. the wolf, Donna, right? You got it. Who's saying that? Duran. Derp. 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 Why did he do that? The song was one of the greatest late night. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Performances I'd heard in the last year. It was so clean and then he just couldn't help himself. I love him. I look like him. Of course I love him. Freddie Mercury signed off on the... He is who I wish I looked like. 
I think he is such a cool-looking guy. His hair is always awesome. Who are you talking about? I'm talking about Adam Levine, not Freddie Mercury. Oh, my. Oh, yes. If I could look like any celebrity, it might be him. He has a flat stomach. He's got abs. He's got muscle on him, but not too much. He's very skinny. Are you? Is he in real life really skinny? To me, he seems real skinny. Google search Adam Levine. I don't know if he seems too skinny. His hair is on point always. (laughs) And I wish I had a sleeve tattoo. Don, <laughs> that would be the alter ego me would have a beard yeah. and a sleeve tattoo, and I'd wear a lot of just white t-shirts. Bad Steve. He does have good hair. I guess I never even noticed that his hair was good before. Oh my gosh, his hair is great. I'm looking at a smorgasbord. Speaking of, of all of his great hairstyles, a thick mohawk, Adam Levine can pull that off. Slicked back, Adam Levine can pull it off. He even looks good when he's bleached his hair. Yeah. Yeah. His, oh gosh. Yeah, he looks good. You're right. <sighs> and not too skinny. He just looks a little slight to me. Let's get back to bad boy Steve for a second. Yeah. No, <laughs> just, no just bad Steve. Bad Steve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not bad boy. Oh, that's like, just bad that's Steve. a little different. Come on. What if a sleeve tattoo and a, and a, and a well manicured beard? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, you do. You look really different with with like a shaved head and a beard. You kind of look a little American History X. Yeah. Yeah. My brother told me I look like Uday Hussein, one of Saddam Hussein's slain children. (laughs) No. Yeah. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, crap. This is when I had a shaved head and a beard. Back to Freddie Mercury. (laughs) He signed off on the Wayne's World scene where, you know, the guys are singing along to Bohemian Rhapsody, Mm -hmm. but he signed off and gave it his approval. While he was on his deathbed. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. I had no idea. Oh Freddie gosh. loved it though. So, oh. there's that. I don't know why I said that one. Oh. It really brought the room down. It's okay. Whoa. Uh, three of the first five countries to send someone to space are no longer countries at all. Mm. The USSR, mm. gone. I'm not going to you Czechoslovakia. I knew you were going to say that one. Thing of the past. The former country of East Germany. Bye. 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 The other two that are still around are these United States and anybody know? Russia. No, that's gone. The USSR. China. China. Not China. Russia's not gone. The USSR. Well, yeah. Okay. But oh, they, that's how here. Russia yeah. was in the USSR. You're, we're getting into a geography. Yeah, you, why do you always uh, do this again. to us? Pa, pa. Poland. Yes, Queen. Thank you, Queen. <laughs> you didn't like Queen at first, and now you're starting to say it, Donna. Because uh, I don't want to commit to the whole word. Quite. <laughs> I have too much to do. <laughs> I'm busy. Uh, from a botanical standpoint, strawberries and raspberries aren't berries, but bananas and eggplants are. Boom, drop the mic, what? suck it. Hey, yeah, that's, you hey, can't you do can't that. Yeah, I can. I just get did. I'm walking away. Tomorrow. No, I'm hey. not getting back here. All right. When we come back, ah, interesting. Selma Hayek's husband is very rich. We're going to learn a little bit about him and his personality when we come right back. We're back. Thanks for listening to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk, 1071. Everything entertainment. You guys ever listen to uh, Dax Shepard's Armchair Expert podcast? I think I've listened to it uh, one or two times, yeah. Yeah, 
I think it's, I feel um, like I need cool. to for show prep. He has a lot of great guests. He on. does. He really does. And, and it's a very non-pretentious interview style that he has. It's a laid-back, really. You get the armchair vibe. Yeah, exactly. And this, I don't. This was a a, a good little read that. Actually, Dawn and I caught both of our attention because you don't really hear a lot of Salma Hayek. You know, she kind of keeps a low profile for the most part, right? You don't see paparazzi bugging her that much. Um, So she's married to a really, really, really rich guy. His name? Francois Henry Pinot. He sounds loaded. He's a billionaire. Oh, my God. And they've been married for 12 years. And so they got onto the topic of him and... Uh, Dax, who's a super cute guy. Don't you think he's cute? He's, he's quirky. He's, yeah. he's in the, I like his personality. So he says to her, can I say something about your husband real quick? <laughs> she said, he said, what a bleeping, nice, fun, generous, warm guy. And he's super sexy. He said, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know who he was. I just maybe read a, a headline that you married this really rich guy. And <laughs> maybe that's why you married him. And she said, uh, I'm sorry, he said, I'm not going to lie, I kind of felt the same way a little bit. I think I assumed that you married him because he was rich. But he said, then I meet him and he's like foxy and he's confident and he's so good looking and charming. And I was like, wow, this guy could have been broke and she would have married him because he's a bombshell. He's so foxy. I love that he says he's so foxy. Um, so she, um, went on to say that he has made her a better person. And then she went on to talk about, um, that there's discrimination against rich men Hmm. that people never talk about, but the assumption is that they're materialistic or maybe they lack values or that they didn't deserve the money that they had. And she said that she came into the relationship with the same, like, preconceived notions. Yeah. And then he melted them all away. So they've been together for 15 years. And I just thought, how lovely. Do we know how he made his money? I'm trying to find this. I don't know. Francois Henry, H-E-N-R-I, Pinault. Hmm. How would you pronounce that in French? Pinault. 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 Pino. Pino. Um, I'll link up this little story for everybody. Uh, what struck me about it is that she talked about how he leaves his work behind. He doesn't, you would think he'd be a workaholic, but when he's yeah. home, he's home with her and the kids Aww. and he's super fun. They laugh together. He's very jovial and always, you know, loves to be around her and the kids and they have a great relationship. I want to know how he's old very he is. charismatic. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. just a real fun loving guy. Well, it says that he founded Caring, which started as a wood and building materials company. This was back in 1963. What? In 1999, Pinal char- uh, changed the direction of the business toward luxury goods when he bought a controlling stake in Gucci Group. Ah. How old is Francois? Let's no, guess. No, wait. That looks like his father. Yeah, this sounds like, like if he started something in six. That's this. Okay, there is oh, a. Oh yeah, he'd be young. I think that's his dad. Yeah, Francois Pinot and family. Francois 70? Pinot is worth forty-two billion. Damn. But that's. But I have to look up the other 
Francois Pinot. Well, it doesn't say junior. It's Francois. Henry Pinot. And Henry with an I. If you're just joining us, we're talking about uh, Salma Hayek's uh, husband, who is filthy rich, and and what a nice man he actually is. He is uh, 58. Oh, wow. Uh, He is a French businessman. Yeah, and he's I think he's in that family. Okay. He, yes. And he probably probably took over the business. Hmm. And he's generous supposedly. And she also says like you can't tell in pictures like how much, you know, how full of, of life he is and right. yeah. Oh, please people look at a picture if they know what you're worth and you're worth some billions, then they and he is worth 44 billion that is correct damn it then you automatically assume ah oh, look at that it's a smug smile cuz they're rich <laughs> yeah, you know you, you just write in a uh, narrative must be about nice, them yeah exactly right? like it's so unfair if i was like, that rich i wouldn't have i'd be smiling all the time too yeah his father francois francois pinot <laughs> is 84 okay okay that makes more sense Yes. Yes. Okay, so that's lovely. I like her. Salma Hayek, 54. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Yeah, she looks good. It would be cool. It would be cool to marry into a situation where someone's worth $44 billion. Mm-hmm. Prenup, maybe, Donna? Uh, I think that would be a good Just idea. Just a prenup scenario? Yep. I wonder what if they would... have a prenup. Ooh, good question. Well, at least, you know, she had her own money when she came. You know, she wasn't a billionaire. Sure, of but... course. Yeah, but not that much money. What are you going to do with it? Really? What are you <laughs> going to do with all that money? I don't know. Like, do you ever have a conversation? If you are Francois-Henri Pinot, the billionaire <laughs> husband of Salma Hayek, and she's a millionaire in her own right, do you ever, ever, ever in your life have a any stressful conversations about money if it is less than $50,000, whatever the thing is that you're talking about. Do you think? Oh, that's funny. No, no, she probably goes to the, you know, to the Gucci store and just takes whatever she wants and swipes the credit card. That would be the fun part of money, right? Not even worrying. Like, oh gosh, I got to pay this credit card bill. Yeah, look it up on another site to see if that vacuum is cheaper first. Right. (laughs) By the way, great vacuum, by the way. My new one. Yeah, we're not loving ours. Oh, really? We got one of those Dyson stand-up ones, cordless. Yeah, I don't like those. It's It struggles on rugs. I think it's good on wood floors. struggles uh-huh. on carpets. But if you're paying, like, a lot of money for these things, mm-hmm. even when they're on a Costco sale, mm-hmm. I want it to do well everywhere. Yeah. Too much that. I understand. There are, there are some things that they haven't worked out yet on them. Like the wand, when you take it off to use a an attachment, it's, it's mm-hmm. weird. But the suction, you can't beat it. So mm. good. Anyway, back to work again. Um, did you see how much Rihanna's Fenty lingerie line is worth now? No. One billion dollars. My goodness. It has just been um, valued Let's see. It reaches one wow. billion in valuation in the lingerie, in lingerie I wonder equity. What the quality of those items are. It's got to be good, right? They don't look like they're good quality. Yeah, I just wonder about that. I sound like a snob right now. But. Well, they have to. I mean, right? 
But it doesn't all lingerie kind of look threadbare. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just, yeah. It all looks know. distressed. Yeah, a little bit. I have to say, I don't know how women could wear those sexy bras like every day. They don't. Because, I mean, if you're wearing a, a t shirt or a blouse that can, I just don't want lacy, pointy stuff sticking through, you know, coming through the shirt. <laughs> I want smooth. Mm-hmm. Right. We're looking for minimal bumps. Yeah. And I just, I don't get how people dress like that all the time. Well, and we don't have time for the thong conversation, which we've had before on this show. <laughs> Dudes Guys. wear thongs, too. It's so weird. What? We have time. Dudes are <laughs> wearing thongs? Dudes wear thongs. No, they don't. They do. Adam Levine does. I will, then. <laughs> Actually, that, that's that, why that, he did that sound. That's <laughs> because it was riding up. Yep. It moved a little bit. <laughs> uh, oh. I don't know. Thongs are really challenging, I think, to wear. Just the concept of having a thin garment, a string up your butt. I I the whole could not day. agree with you, John. How do you feel on thongs? I wear them from time to time. It depends on what pants I'm wearing. I to me, I think to the gym, to the gym, mm-hmm. to not have like a panty line situation. I just wear a long shirt then yeah. to cover my butt. Yeah, <laughs> Donna comes in a moo moo. I know. I mean. I'm sorry, but it doesn't even cover any of your lady bits. Like, why not just wear nothing? That's how I feel. I mean, the ones I have do. They do? Every yeah, pair, every... I don't have a lot hanging out or anything. I, I mean, know. it's just, it doesn't even go under. Mm. It's it's really only... Donna, you might be wearing yours up too high in the front. Or I've, tried pulling them down. I've tried pulling it down, and I'm like, what? Yeah. It's not covering. Yeah. Definitely some that are not made as well don't feel as Offer good. Offer the yeah, full yeah. support and coverage yeah. that you're what's looking your, for. What's your brand? <laughs> uh, Allure Intimate Apparel. Oh, right. that's right. Okay. okay. Lingerie okay. items. Maybe all right, I need check. to hit that. But Donna, wait a second. I'm not trying to talk you into a, 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 thong, a thong situation <laughs> here. I think that I, 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 th- I, I don't understand how people, you must, the first few days of wearing a thong must be significantly less comfortable than normal granny panties. I don't even feel it. That's because you're you have nerve damage down there. Yep. Any normal human with uncalloused skin has discomfort when they wear a thong for the first time. Oh I see some that look really comfortable. They're cotton and they're ribbed. Uh-huh. Okay. And they're made by pink. Uh, uh, uh Victoria's Secret rather. Mm, okay. So, and yeah. they come in a five pack. Of cotton rib thongs. Shut up. Hey, Don. What? Are you starting to think that based on Donna's description of not everything fitting in, that she may have been wearing the thong backwards this whole time? Oh. <laughs> it's not true. These okay. are the kind, but these are like Just the, saying. not like the cotton kind. They're okay. like the lacy kind. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, mm. it's really just... All it is is a triangle in front. Yeah. And it's all string for the most part. And just teeny tiny. I'll show them to you. I'll take a picture. Okay. No, send it to me. I'm gonna. Please don't. Um, <laughs> by the way, yet another way where it is just so much easier, and I apologize on behalf of men, so much easier to be a dude. Sure, there might be some rogue dudes out there wearing thongs, I guess you're wow, telling me. How but do I think... they do it, though, really? <gasps> yeah. That one, you really want to make sure the front is in the front. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. boy. oh, boy. Oh, I've lost Look circulation.
Mm. Yes, literally. Uh, 942, everybody. Good morning. Um, Hey, when we come back on a serious note, um, there is a former NFL player who is really taking uh, the death of Vincent Jackson really, Mm. really hard. Um, I want to talk about that and uh, tell you what he had to say about the NFL when we come back on My Talk 1071. Thanks for listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Um, I'm not going to hit the intro to see something say something. Okay. Um, but I did see something and it made me really, really sad. Um, we all know that uh, former NFL player Vincent Jackson was found dead in a hotel room very recently, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just at the age of 38, spent half of his career with the San Diego Chargers at the time, oh. uh, and then the back half with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was he had a dominant stretch. And so many people have so many wonderful things to say about him, mm. and what a, what a great person he was, and how he gave back to the community so much. Um, well, there was a, a missing persons report filed on him by his wife, I believe. And then he was found in the hotel and police um, checked on him and, you know, did a, what do you call it? Um, a wellness, wellness check? check? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And left thinking he was okay, you know. Um, and then he was found by a housekeeper on Monday morning. So they, I believe they checked on him on Friday and Monday morning he was... Mm. Um, found dead and there were no apparent signs of trauma Um, but police are still investigating that well now a former teammate of his um, Ryan Leaf you familiar with him Steve yeah he was drafted right behind Peyton Manning they were supposed to be the two quarterbacks that just took over the NFL Ryan Leaf had a real falling out with the NFL his career was a downward spiral suddenly and then had some run-ins with the law yeah uh, had some low moments scattered throughout that and it's been trying to rebuild his life yeah had some substance abuse issues and um i guess he feels like once you're bad for the brand for the nfl they kind of just abandon you according to him he put out this video and clearly upset um i i can't link it because they're swearing in it but we we have like a cleaned up version of uh, some of what he had to say okay i don't know what to do anymore Oh, my NFL brothers continue to die. Nobody's doing a thing about it. I talked to another brother. He spent the weekend in a psych ward today. The NFL just doesn't care. I mean, it's, they're going to write condolence letters. But if they were invested, they'd actually put some money behind the Legends community and into the mental health and substance abuse side of it. They don't get how precious life is. And then I have this survivor's guilt. <sighs> A ton of it. You need to do something. Just be part of the solution, please. Mm. Oh. Mm. It's mm. funny because so every sad. company has ways for you to get. I, I can't say every company. I'm assuming a large organization like the NFL would offer um, ways for people to get mental health Cal- counseling. counseling and- um, so I wonder what their process is. Yeah, I, and I know that, at least publicly, there were changes that were being made whenever the NFL... Remember when concussions were the hot topic a few years ago? Yes. Will Smith had the uh, the movie yes. that was... Oh, That's gosh, an excellent movie. It's called, called Concussion. concussion. Mm-hmm. And where they look into CTE and the devastating long-term effects yes. of concussions. 
Um, and the NFL was talking then about it. I, clearly, Ryan Leaf is hurt and really just grieving the death of of a friend. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know what the NFL has in place. I would imagine they do, but you know, he's offering, I suppose, one piece of anecdotal um, evidence mm-hmm. of, look, they don't have it. And he is speaking as a guy who has dealt with substance abuse and has really, again, had a watched his career fall apart. And so maybe right. he's thinking of they weren't there enough for me during my low Well, moments. and I was under the impression, and maybe this is just me, that um, Vincent Jackson's death was CT. E related that that's what i was thinking he was talking about yeah i don't know i don't i don't know if that's an official cause of death no it's not at this point it's not um but if there's some conjecture that that they're still that investigating could but be a reason it yeah, just sounds like he's saying you know i have one friend in the psych ward right now um you know and this guy could he have taken his his own life? Right. You know, is that part of it? It's just, it's so sad. I dated a guy who was a college athlete who was a tight end, and he had multiple concussions, and he, to this day, has symptoms of just anger that's mm. misplaced. Mm. He doesn't know what to do with, you know, severe depression and anger, and mm-hmm. he thinks it's from getting hit so many times and that's just on a college level right you know sure. and right. i just i just to see him struggle and not know what was wrong and um you know it's just it's so sad what they go through i feel incredibly guilty now after all of that came out watching nfl games i don't really watch football I, anymore i feel the same way i feel like there's so much money to be made that it sometimes feels like they don't give a crap yeah well, it's tough whenever there is a ton of money. You know, that's when Why? morals get really because that people are attracted to money. And when there's millions and millions and millions of dollars at stake, then it becomes tougher for these corporations, evid- mean- evidently, to make the right decision. Now, to the NFL's credit, to not just totally throw them under the bus, they have made changes to how the game is played now how you don't tackle in the same way that you used to teams don't practice and hit each other hardly ever there's there's very limited pad practices um they're essentially getting rid of the kickoff without technically getting rid of the kickoff because that's one of the highest impact portions of of any football game is getting tackled and blocked on a kickoff okay and then they are throwing flags now for any time that you hit a receiver with your helmet first um, especially helmet to helmet, okay. then their right, penalties. So they're trying to adjust the game, but it's going to take so much time because you have to, you have to, and the pushback from all the players who, you know, there are some players who say, oh, come on, this is a contact game. We're all grown men and adults making decisions here. If we want to do this and risk right. it to make millions to play the game we love, sure. so be it. But they have to engineer this from peewee football on up so yeah, it's they've done a my, midstream yeah. switch now and I'm they have you, to John. go back i would never let a kid play football yeah would you Mm-mm. let your son play football you know uh, i haven't given a lot of thought to that uh not to put you on the spot there but. i i don't think that i would feel opposed to it i wouldn't be a slam dunk like no i'm not gonna let him do it but we would have a we'd have to have a, a discussion about that but again remember that they're teaching all these different tackling sure. techniques and okay. stuff like that from peewee on up now 
Uh-huh. But okay. But you're uh, you're right. I mean, clearly CTE is a big deal, and uh, and the NFL has had to take it head on. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the results aren't immediate. And then when you hear players like this saying, "Hey, I'm struggling out here, and I'm not getting the support I need," it certainly bears listening to. Why can't we just play touch football? Because there's always debate is, did you hit him with one hand or two? No, I got your shirt. <laughs> it's got to be flag football or nothing else. Okay. Uh, uh, real quick, right. don't put hot wax on your face. Why not? Just because you shouldn't. Dermatologists say it's bad for you, but TikTok has a new craze, and it is uh, covering your face in no. hot oh, wax. Oh, like candle wax? No. Yep, yeah, don't do it. It's, Stop uh, it, and there's it's, more Gorilla Glue people in the hospital. Uh-huh. Yeah, but another girl. But Oh, Lord. oh boy. Uh. I just... I can't. I can't. Just be careful when you're on TikTok. Yeah. All right? I was going to go get a wax today. Now what am I going to do? <sighs> Don't do that. You got a lot of stuff you got to figure out right now. All right. Let's let Dawn, Dawn go. Bye, Dawn. Bye. See you later. Um, when we come back, oh, no. Is Sia's movie really bad? What? That's what we're hearing. No. Yes, Quinn. It can't be. And new Kenny Loggins. When what? we come right back in the beat on my talk. What?